1: head over to my website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF journey podcast from the navigation menu you'll also be able to find the various services that we provide at IVF Australia so today what we're going to talk about is something that's in the news in Australia at the moment and it's come up from two directions interestingly from a debate that's occurring in New, in the state of New South Wales in relation to changes to the abortion law. And then secondly, from a lobby group who are pushing for legal changes and ethical guideline changes to allow sex selection to occur. Now, sex selection at the time of IVF is a technically straightforward procedure these days. Pre-implantation genetic testing involves... Growing the embryos to five days, as we normally do, to the blastocyst stage. Then taking six to ten cells from that embryo, and then using the clever new technology of genetics, within a few days, be able to determine the genetic makeup of the embryo, which obviously, amongst other things, includes the X and the Y chromosome, and so that the uh, embryo can be sexed. Obviously with that technology, there are places around the world where it is being used to help parents determine the sex of their offspring. There's significant controversy about that free use of the technology because the community as a whole, to some extent, makes a judgment that this is one step closer to designer babies of the master race, or whatever you like to call it. And for many people, it's not thought to be acceptable. But they're not people who involved in the front line, the people who've already got two or three or four children of the same sex and who desperately want to have one of the other sex. The terminology being used is called gender balancing. So the technology is definitely there. However, in two or three states in Australia, the government has already banned the use of sex selection for anything other than diseases that are carried by one sex or the other. So that doing it for gender balancing is banned, for instance, in Victoria. But there are states where there are no laws, and it would be possible. But the barrier in Australia is that the National Health Research Ethics Committee has deemed in a report released in 2017 that gender balancing sex selection for social reasons is not acceptable. However they gave a mixed message and the mixed message is that in their appendix they give examples where it may be ethical and those examples in fact are exactly what we're talking about which is to balance the number of children of the same sex by having a child of the other sex produced after IVF and sex selection. But the actual statement in the final report is no. I understand it was a majority decision, by no means unanimous. So it means that there are people on the Ethics Committee who are disagreeing with each other. The community as a whole were polled some four or five years ago in one of those news polls, and and in fact 80% were against the basic question of gender selection but that didn't ask the right question. The right question is, if you had one or two children of a particular sex and you desired to have another one of the opposite sex, would gender balancing be acceptable? And I believe, based upon a study that I did almost a decade ago, of patients who were coming through antenatal clinic, in other words, they were already pregnant, and my infertility patients, some 200 odd patients we did a study, and over 50% felt that gender balancing was acceptable. So people at the sharp end of reproduction are not opposed fully to gender balancing. So the debate is on. Now the debate has taken a slightly new turn, because the latest technology in genetic testing of a pregnancy can now take place at nine or ten weeks with a blood test relatively straightforward and that blood test, the genetic makeup of the baby to exclude things like Down syndrome but in addition it can provide information on the sex of the baby and it would appear that there are parents who having conceived a child who have had children of one particular sex getting that result and embarking upon a termination of pregnancy. That's feasible to do, and the government or the parliament at the moment is debating on ways of trying to stop that happening. Personally, I don't think they ever will. The tests are done, many of them are done offshore, and so those results are made available directly to the patient, not involving anybody in Australia, so it'd be difficult to stop. Anyway, obviously, a way of avoiding that, that approach of terminating a pregnancy purely on the basis of the sex of the child, would be totally unnecessary if the government's allowed gender selection at the time of creation of an embryo. So a lobby group for family balancing has formed. They've got an internet site. Their membership is growing rapidly because many of these parents are being forced to go internationally to find places where gender selection is not illegal, spending tens of thousands of dollars to have the right sex for the next child. Some of these places, in my view, have standards that are not as good as the Australian standards in terms of pregnancy rates, in terms of infection rates, in terms of complications. But that is the extent to which people who want to balance their family are going. It's difficult to estimate those numbers, but certainly one Californian clinic is, is saying they're treating more than 100 Australians a year for the purposes of sex selection at a cost of somewhere between twenty and $30,000, in addition to the basic costs of getting to the States and staying there for a period of time. So where does it go from here? The NHMRC guideline provides the basis uh, for every IVF clinic to be accredited in Australia. So to go against that, a clinic would have to risk its licence. And at the moment, no one is prepared to do that. The advocacy group are lobbying MPs and probably the way forward is to convince one state government in Australia that gender balancing is acceptable under the strict guidance of RTAC and the local regulatory authorities, and done on a case by case basis through the ethics committee of the particular IVF unit. I think the controls are there to make sure that it doesn't um, become the standard, but it is reserved for those couples who really do want a child of a particular sex after having multiple children of the opposite sex but we shall see and don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey podcast from the navigation menu